Hi everyone and welcome to the Oldplane podcast where I talk with innovators and entrepreneurs that are transforming the aviation industry. First of all, the usual reminder that you can find all previous episodes of this podcast as well as many other aviation stories on our website, allplane.tv. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E dot TV. Now, let me start with a question today. What were you doing when you were 22? Well, Daniel Gilam, our guest today, is busy building an electric aircraft. She's doing so together with a team of fellow students at the Technical University of Eindhoven in the Netherlands. The project is called Falcon Electric Aviation, and they are developing an electric powertrain to retrofit light aircraft of the sort that is used at flight schools, starting with a Cessna 150 that they are using as a test bank and which they expect to fly soon on electric power. What makes a Falcon such an interesting project is that it is entirely student-led and student-made. So without further ado, let me introduce Danielle to the podcast so that she can share some insights about this fascinating initiative. Hi, Dani. How are you? Hi, I'm very good, thanks. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for joining us from Zimbabwe, where you are based at the moment. (laughs) Yes, very far away. Although the project we are going to talk about today is actually based in the Netherlands, in a city in the south of the Netherlands called Eindhoven. And and that's where you are the project manager of a very interesting student-led project called Falcon, the Falcon Electric Aircraft, that is being developed at the Technical University of Eindhoven. So before we get into this topic in more detail, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your role in this project and and also about what is the Technical University Eindhoven, basically why you guys are working on this project? Yeah, sure. So I'll start off by telling you a bit about myself. So yeah, I'm 23 years old and I just recently finished my bachelor's at the Eindhoven University of Technology and um, waiting for my master's to start in September. I decided to come home to Zimbabwe while I had the opportunity. Um, Also a very good opportunity while everything is online during COVID. So I can still do all my work for Falcon even halfway across the world. So that's great. Um, Yeah, and I'm actually here working on getting my uh, light sport aircraft pilot's license which is very fun, very interesting. Um, Yeah, and uh, my role in the team is a team manager or project manager. And uh, what I do is basically just uh, look over the whole process of of the project, make sure everyone's happy in the team, also do things like this, uh, get in contact with uh, the media, and yeah, just try to get Falcon's name out there. And yeah, at uh, I'll call it the TUE, Eindhoven University of Technology for short. So the TUE has got a really great um, system that they've got where basically anyone who has a great idea uh, can approach the university and start up a a student team or a a project team of some kind. And we get a lot of support from the university, not just with funding, but also with all of their facilities. So it's just a really great um, incubator for these ideas. And a lot of them are really based around sustainability, which is really cool. did you start the project? So you came up with this idea that, well, we should do an electric plane and then you approach the university with this idea or how did it work? Uh, no, 
not myself. Uh, there was one board uh, previously, so we are now in the second rotation of the board uh, of the team. But yeah, there were a couple of guys who just had this really great idea, very passionate about flying, about sustainability. They approached the university and the university said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And that's basically how Falcon was born. Um, and that was uh, in 2019. So yeah, we're still quite a young team. And you've got a team, I read on your website, you are 15 students that are working uh, yeah. on this project. I, I imagine there's some, well, I guess there, there's some rotation, as you mentioned, there, there are some like students yes. come and go, but the project continues. Well, first of all, let's start by the very basics. What are you guys trying to do? You're trying to retrofit an, a Cessna aircraft with an electric powertrain and based on yeah. battery, battery powered. And you're calling it the Falcon electric aircraft. Yeah, Falcon electric aviation. So this is our first project is um, converting a Cessna 150. Uh, and the reason that we chose the Cessna 150 is because um, we're really aiming towards uh, flight training schools. The reason we chose this domain really is because uh, first of all, um, yeah, flight training produces a lot of carbon um, dioxide. Uh, of course, it's a very necessary part of aviation. Um, so we thought it would be a really good place to start. And on top of that, uh, uh, it's, of course, as I'm sure you know, uh, electric aviation is also much cheaper to run in terms of both maintenance and fuel. Uh, we don't have to pay for fuel, so that's great. Um, yeah, and also with the limitations of current battery technology, the flights are not very long. So we thought, wow, this is a really great uh, place to start, you know. You can't really make uh, commercial flights electric at the moment. So these short flights um, are great. And also you don't really need more than two seats uh, for training purposes. So the lighter the aircraft, the better when it comes to electric aviation. So yeah, that's, that's really why we're focusing on flight schools and in particular the Cessna 150 because it's a really, really common uh, training aircraft. So mm -hmm. yeah. And and this project, you are uh, actually building the thing. So it's not just a theoretical project. So you are actually getting their hands dirty with uh, parts and components and building the, the electric powertrain. Yeah. And, and, and yes. fiddling with the engine and, and the aircraft. Where, where did you get the aircraft, by the way? Because... Uh, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it came like, from the UK. Okay. It, it sounds easier, easier said than done. I mean... <laughs> it's not like a, like a small thing to get, like a computer or something. I mean, you can to get an airplane and, and, and get an airplane <laughs> that you can, you, can, you can fiddle with and manipulate and, and do stuff with it. Yeah, exactly. So um, we get a lot of help um, from our partner, Kempen Airport. Um, they've been really great. They uh, are keeping the plane in one of their hangars for us. And um, they really help with any questions we have and maintenance and things like that. So, yeah, they've been a huge... Uh, had a huge impact on the project and without them I think we wouldn't really of course you can't just keep a plane you know in a house or something so yeah it's been really nice to have them as a partner and yeah the plane came from the UK and um, yeah so we've got a, a technical team that's made up of both electrical and mechanical engineers and they very much do all the hands-on work um, of course if they ever need help there are professionals around that can can help them if they have a question or two, but it's very much a student-led and student-made project, which is really cool. And is it, you're operating under, under a 
uh, you're incorporated as a company or is it part of uni or is it part of a uh, university department what sort of structure did you did you choose for this project because i guess that there is also financial side to it i mean yeah you you need so need, yeah so we're a foundation um so yeah we're we're not for profit of course it's a we're not aiming to make a profit out of this um this project it's more just like We're really passionate and hopefully maybe one day it'll turn into something else. But for now, it's really just a proof of concept. Hey, look, if a bunch of students can do this, really anyone can. So, yeah. And how much of what you're doing is, is proprietary technology? I mean, what, what parts are you uh, designing and building yourselves? And which parts are you, uh, well, getting from someone else? Uh, yeah, so the whole design is our own um, and all the calculations and everything. But we, of course, outsource, for example, the electric motor, uh, the batteries, things like that, the inverter. Um, but the way that everything is connected and placed, of course, the batteries have to be placed very carefully uh, for the, the gravity, center of gravity of the plane. All of this is uh, done by our own um, technical team. Yeah. Is this a foundation that was created on purpose for this project? Who is funding it? Is it the university is funding? I guess, I imagine it's, it's a pretty lean operation, but I, still, I mean, you have the, the, the plane and I guess you have some investment here. And I guess you need to, to get the batteries and, and some parts and components and all of that. Uh, yeah, so we, are, we do get uh, a yearly budget from the university, which uh, helps us out a lot. And then we're very... Uh, heavily based on uh, either subsidies or partnerships, sponsors, investors. So yeah, we're always actively looking for investors or sponsors to help us out because yeah, of course, uh, as students, we, we don't really have the means to, to uh, fund this ourselves. Mm -hmm. One question I had is uh, at what stage are you with this project? Do you already have like a, a working prototype? And what are the next steps? I mean, what, what is the time frame for the, for the project? I mean, is it something that you then expect to turn into some sort of commercial venture? What, what's the plan here? What's the end goal? Yeah, so um, I guess our ultimate goal uh, is to create these custom electric conversion kits for already existing aircraft. Um, but I think that's a very, very long-term goal. <laughs> um, this is our first project. And I, yeah, we had a couple of issues, of course, because of COVID. We couldn't really go in and test the components and work on the plane in person. So that's really put a bit of like, um, a bit of yeah time between where we really wanted to get going. But yeah, so I wouldn't really want to give an exact date of when we're expecting to be finished because it's just a bit too uncertain at the moment. But right now we have got, of course, the plane. We've got the Cessna 150. Uh, we have the electric motor, we have the inverter, and we're currently uh, redesigning the engine mount. Of course, it's going to be very different now with the electric motor. Um, so that will be going in for testing soon. And now that things are starting to open up a bit more, we can also do much uh, more tests of the components, which is of course really necessary before any taxiing or flying happens. But we're at a bit of a standstill at the moment because our biggest issue is trying to find batteries. Of course, the batteries are the most important and also the most expensive part of this whole project. So we've been really um, looking around for some, some battery companies that have all the certifications that we need 
because safety is also our, our number one priority. So yeah, while all the testing of the other components are going on, we are always looking for battery companies or also funds to purchase the batteries. So that's kind of the, the status of the project at the moment. What's the cost of a battery of this sort that you're looking for? I'd say around 60,000 euros, yeah, in that range, 60 to 80,000 euros, yeah. And that, I guess, has to be replaced after a certain number of cycles? Exactly, yeah. So right now we're just uh, really wanting to prove our concept with the, mm -hmm. first, the first project and hopefully once our concept has been proved, hey, look, guys, we can really this plane works, it can taxi, it can fly, then hopefully a lot more funding will come in and we'll be able to expand both with aircraft batteries and all of those types of things, yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the um, differential factor that you are adding in? Is it the, in the way in which all of this is combined and, and fitted into the aircraft? What are the, the, the main points, basically, that, that you're focused your attention on at the moment? Uh, do you mean in terms of the, the project or in terms of how we place ourselves? No, the, the, the project. What are the main challenges? I mean, is it the way in, you, in which you combine the, the battery and the motor and how it fits into um, a certain type of aircraft? What, what are the main uh, technical challenges? Yeah, so of course, um, one of the biggest challenges we face is weight because um, it's, the batteries are quite heavy. We need 14 of these batteries. Um, 48 volt batteries so they are quite heavy and of course you need to distribute that weight really well in order to maintain the center of gravity as i already mentioned so these are all just very small things that our our technical team are always working on trying to figure out okay where should we put them how many do we need um and then we also are working on having a remote uh, diagnostics system so that you can actually gather data from the plane when it's in the sky or from a distance, you know? Of course, these are very uh, um, specific fields. So we really have to try and gain the knowledge and find the right people to help us out with these things. Um, but yeah, I think our, our technical team is doing a great job. You mentioned this is for mainly for flight training. And yeah. do you have a, a, a commercial plan? Uh, you mentioned the kits, so you want to, you, you want to, to be able to create this these uh, conversion kits for, for, for the aircraft. I'm just wondering what's, what's a commercial model here? Is it to retrofit existing planes that are now operated by uh, flight schools? Or is it something you, you plan to do yourselves if this is successful? Or is it something that you would sell to the flight schools or to the, to the MRO companies these flight schools are working with and they would then do it, do it themselves? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking because I, I don't know how uh, how complex it is to retrofit an aircraft with this type of technology? Uh, yeah, so as I said, we aren't really focusing on the commercial aspect just yet because we are a student team. So the profit side is a very long-term goal. But of course, um, I think our our goal is to do the analysis on whichever plane that they they have and I don't know if it would be feasible to really send our team to, <laughs> to the, the flight schools and insert all of the components ourselves. But yeah, I'd say we would, se we would um, set up a conversion kit for them and maybe they would have to do the, the fitting themselves. But of course, 
you never know. <laughs> We're a small team at the moment and maybe mm -hmm. in the future if we, we expand, maybe we could also have a team of maintenance people who would go there and actually fit the planes with these kits, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of performance, what are you aiming for in terms of range and how you expect this to evolve in the near future? Uh, we are seeing now, uh, actually, the, the flight training market, it's actually one of the entry points for electric aviation. Um, I had here in the podcast, for example, people from Switzerland, from Slovenia that are working also in this market because they say, well, you know, now you can extract maybe one hour flights that are around one point. So you are always getting back to base. How would you expect your, your uh, technology to perform? Uh, are, are there specific parameters now that you have in mind or you're still working on this? Uh, yeah, so according to our calculation, as you just mentioned, the, the flight time is around one hour and it would be mostly based on circuit training because, of course, you need to always be close to base if, if your flight time is quite short, one hour. Um, but this is usually the, the time that a flight training session lasts. Um, so, yeah, that's really what pushed us also towards flight training is, okay, well, we can do this, but the range isn't very big. So we have to, to pick a domain where this fits well. Um, yeah, we also maybe considered agricultural flights, like crop dusting and things like that, where those flights don't have to be too long. Um, and are also not long distance, very close to one, one point. So that could also be another place where we could maybe in the future expand into. Mm -hmm. Are you uh, doing the first flight anytime soon or is a specific <laughs> date for that? Uh, yeah, we still are working on a lot of the regulations and the permit to fly, things like that. We need to do a lot of testing before um, we get this permit to fly. So. Uh, we are planning as soon as we have uh, the batteries and all of the components into the plane, we will organize a, a run-up event, which will basically be taxiing the plane. So it'll be before we get the permit to fly, just doing a small taxi event for our partners and for people to really see the plane in action before it mm -hmm. can fly. So that hopefully will happen in the near future. But again, I don't want to give any dates because it's still really uncertain. And this is going to be at guess at Kempen Airport. Yes, that's right. Which is, I had to look it in the map. I, I assume it's uh, right south of Eindhoven. It's very close, and uh, it's very close to the, the Dutch-Belgian border, basically. Right? Yes, right. It's it's in a place called Budel. It's around thirty minutes from Eindhoven. Mm -hmm. And I guess you need to get this uh, authorization from EASA, from the European regulator. Yes. And it's an experimental approval uh, sorry it's an approval to to do experimental flights yeah that's the first step to get it up in the air Very yeah well. exactly so we'll have to uh, do a lot of testing in order to to show them that our components are safe that they work how they're supposed to and from there slowly but surely we will get this uh, permit to fly hopefully <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, if people want to learn more about the project falcon electric aviation, where should they go? Um, where are you guys active and showing your work? Uh, yeah, so they can visit our website, which is uh, falconea.nl, or any of our social media, which you can find through the website. We have Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all of those, those things. And we are always posting um, small updates, whether it be new team members or new components that we got or new partnerships. So yeah, 
So I'm going to add some links to the notes, to the show notes, so that people can find it easily and then can follow this very exciting project. And well, for me, it's just uh, left to say, uh, wishing you all the best uh, with the next steps in this project. Um, it's been a real pleasure learning more about Falcon Electric Aviation Project. And yeah, we'll be following up with the news and hope to see it up in the air soon. Yes, and thank you again so much for having me. Um, it was a really nice opportunity to talk about Falcon and electric aviation in general. And yeah, follow us for updates, definitely. Thank you, Dani. <laughs> thank you so much. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you are using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much and see you soon.